Welcome, 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 welcome. This is me, Jordan, and this is In My World. Hello guys, welcome back. I hope all is well. I hope everybody is happy and contented and safe in their space. It is episode three and today I am expanding on my happiness with you all. Today I felt that I wanted to speak about something I mentioned in my last uh, installment, if you will, which was how does one explore and discover what makes them happy and their happiness? And I don't even mean on a grand scale, like what moves you and impassions you and, you know, makes you who you are. Not that not that deep guttural happiness. I mean, the day-to-day lighter, not necessarily surface, but the more accessible, easier happiness that gets you in that mood, in that space of joy and peace and contentment, which leads to gratitude and through gratitude and that high vibrational energy leads to more manifestations of yours being brought into your life. Um, That is what I would like to talk about today. Um, And I will just put a disclaimer out there. I am quite tired at the moment, but I thought I just want to record I just want to chit chat before I go to bed, so please do not mind my more sleepy, tired voice. I do not have the same enthusiasm as I did 12 hours ago, but that is okay. We move, we move. Anyway, um, I I wanted to specifically look at the, the tools and actions I had to take to discover what it is that makes me happy or feels good rather because a really key sentence in my journey and I think in the journey of life is life is supposed to feel good and that is something that a lot of us struggle with we think oh I'll take I'll take life as it comes it is what it is sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad which is true absolutely true there's not always perfect bits that's fine I can accept that But at its core level, life is supposed to feel good unless there is a specific reason in which it won't, you know? That is the only, like, exception. And I'm sure all of us as people can, can, like, figure out what those moments or experiences or events would be. But in general, life is supposed to feel good. The only way to start cultivating more good experiences and good vibes and just that wave of joy is to start doing more and more of the things that make us feel happy and make us laugh and put a smile on our face and make us giggle because then that that gets the the motor running you know the good vibe motor running and then it just churns out more and more and more and then as we are filled with gratitude for that like wow what a beautiful time to be alive. Boom. More hits you, more hits you, more hits you. And it covers you in your cup. Run of so over. And it's amazing. Um, Not to say I'm 100% there yet, but I'm on my way. And uh, the ways I went about uh, discovering that, or at least cultivating that good vibes to get me there... <laughs> is uh I did it I did it two ways really. I'll explain how I started my journey because it's really really important to where I am now, obviously. <laughs> Every part of your journey is important, but it's this first tactic, if you will, was very integral to me understanding that happiness was one possible and two the key to my liberation and my freedom. So to those who don't know uh my story if you will my story <laughs> it all began like how i became basically the person i am now because if you knew me um 
three years ago. I'm definitely not the person I was then. Completely different person now. Um, much happier, much lighter. Um, I think my love overflows in a in a whole new way. But yeah, anyway, the story begins end of 2017. And I had had uh, a lot of experiences. Oh God, I don't know how to say it because the, the, I'll also say, guys, I've tried to record this. This is the third time. <laughs> and I, I'm trying to learn how to be sensitive towards my own healing and my journey and show it respect while also not being dragged under a cloud in it you know I don't want to get caught up because I don't want to give into victim programs or uh pity in myself and pity and self-compassion are two separate things I'm very compassionate with myself where I have been and where I am now but pity is a different energy it's a it's a different emotion it's a different process and um it is not one that is healthy for the journey. So do bear with me as I try to explain this in a way that is delicate, but also vulnerable and and quite bare. So I had depression for most of my life and I didn't know any any different. I genuinely did not believe happiness existed. I didn't believe that people genuinely felt any different than I did. And that is on God, no cap. No cap on God. Like a hundred percent. I genuinely thought everybody felt like how I did. And was just lying. And was just really good at lying. <laughs> it's crazy when I um think about it. But I was adamant as if like... The same way the sky is blue, water is wet, you know, my name is Jordan, it was the same thing. I was like, there's no way people are actually happy or feel all right and wake up and don't want to die. There's no way that people can feel anything outside of that. And um, yeah, as I said, I had years of that, Um, even from early childhood. I don't remember a time where it wasn't looming around me. And then on top of it, <laughs> if you will, got to accessorize. <laughs> when I hit like 11, 12, I developed an eating disorder. Um, and that really took over my mental health and rocked my fucking world. I tell you that for free. Like, <laughs> oh my God. And as I said, I'm laughing. It's not funny, but it you laugh at your pain, you know, because I've healed, I'm I'm healing that now, and I see it for what it is, so do mind my, like, possibly psychotic sounding laughter, but I don't mean to sound that way, um, so yeah, I had, I had these things, and I was experiencing these things for a, a long time, and it's so interesting when you get into, like, spirituality as more of a, not necessarily a practice, but a way of life, even when you look at the word depressed, you see it as deep rest, you know, truly asleep. That is where like the idea of being woke really comes from, you know, being awake and awakening, coming out of deep rest. And I tell you, I was in the sunken place, <laughs> the the spiritual and emotive sunken place. I was there. And end of 2017, after years of perpetual sadness, numbness and absolutely like survival existence, not living existence, I woke up and I said, okay, now I, and I tell you it was as plain as day as this, I literally opened my eyes, I bolted up and I said, all right, today we're making a decision. I have one of two and I'm absolutely okay with either. Genuinely, in my heart of hearts, absolutely a-okay. I said, it's been a long time feeling like this, being like this, being who I am, not knowing who I am, not giving a fuck about who I am, um, actually despising myself, rejecting myself. <laughs> and... Uh, I think it's about time we wrap it up. We wrap it up, we're done. We're over it. Like, there's no need. It wasn't even that it was, like, irritating me or bothering me. And it was like, I don't want to 
feel this way anymore. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. It wasn't any of that. It was just a genuine, like, executive decision. Um, if I was a Gemini, it'd be like I had all of my fucking personalities in the room and I was having a board meeting. It was like, so what? what is the strategy? What is the plan of action? What are we going to do? And I asked myself, I said, I, we can die today. As simple as that, guys. We can die today. We can finish and wrap it up and and be done with it. Especially because I got to a point where it was like, death was no different from living. It was literally just a change of state. It's like boiling water or becoming an ice cube. I literally was just like, mm, I'm just going from one to the other. I'm just transitioning from one to the other. No difference. Didn't even bat an eyelid. So I was like, okay, I can die today. And then the, the, the big one, the big one, the one I had never considered in my life was, or I can choose to live. Now, it was so distinct what I said, and it was so important for me to point it out even to myself, because as I said, I had only been existing, you know, for these years, I think, when was this, what, did I just turn 21, yeah, end of 2017, I had turned 21 four months before, and let me give you some, some context, I never thought I'd make it to 12, I never thought I'd make it to 16, I sure as hell didn't want to make it to 18, so to get to 21 was like, yo, like, you either pushing it, Oh, you're fucking doing phenomenal, babe. Like, I felt like a car with no wheels, no steering wheel, a lawn chair is your fucking chair. The gear stick was like a plank of wood sellotaped to the car. But it was still rolling. And I was like, this is either the sickest thing I've ever seen or just railroaded, bitch. Just fucking and crash. Because there's just no point. Do you know what I'm saying? Where am I driving? am I driving to? Um, at this point, I wasn't even in the driver's seat. Do you know what I'm saying? This is what I was talking about, I think, in the fo- the first podcast. Like, this is what it really means to not be in the driver's seat. I was like, fuck it. If it crashes, it's fine. If it doesn't, okay. Same shit, different day. It doesn't matter. And um, yeah, I asked myself, hey, possibly we could attempt to live to experience more, you know, to try out this, this other side, this light thing, you know, this joy thing, go and investigate that, you know, me and the, the mystery gang, you know, Miss, is it called Mysteries Inc. and Scooby-Doo? Is that what they're called? Mysteries Incorporated? No, am I thinking of Monsters Incorporated? Oh my god. Oh, also, put a pin in it, I have a, a Monsters Inc. podcast coming in the next uh, season. So <laughs> I look forward to talking about that because we're going to take a whole new path, man. Um, literally just talking about whatever the hell I want. But anyway, <clears throat> so if you guys haven't guessed, I chose to live. <laughs> if that wasn't clear by my current existence um i sometimes do feel like a concept or an illusion i'm learning about my actual physical humanity every day but i am alive you know newsflash even to myself sometimes i chose to live so what i had to do was go okay that's fine that's all right this is crazy i've never done this before this scares the shit out of me because i don't know how to do that i don't know how to not feel like shit every day but I'm gonna sure as hell try so what I did was I quit uni I dropped out of uni I was like fuck that bye we're not having any unnecessary stress in my life and if any of you are in uni or in jobs that are fulfilling but are just stressful you know you know the choice to make I would never advise somebody leave something that's healthy for them or constructive for them but If it's not fucking fulfilling you, drop that shit, drop it, get out of here, change that, take the record off. I dropped out of uni and I said, I, what do I need to do next to level out the the playing ground? Um, If anybody's into tarot, 
they will be familiar with the tower card. Basically, I had the my first and hugest tower moment with my journey. I had to shake the fucking rubble, bitch, and break all the the bricks down so that I could have a a foundation. And um, this is the beauty of destruction. This is the beauty of chaos, because it's it's much like a a hurricane or a tsunami. They come and they they destroy things. They lay waste to the land. Nothing, completely unforgiving. Nothing is left and unapologetic about it. And one can see that as, fuck, it's so terrible, I hate this. And there's not to say there isn't misery and destruction, absolutely. But it also lays ground for a new beginning and to reconstruct in a way that's better and more um, healthier and, and more in alignment with where we want to go as people. You know, that is the silver lining in these natural disasters and is the silver lining in tower moments, which is why I welcome them. I very much so welcome them. When my life is absolutely falling to pieces, I'm simultaneously at my fucking best. I'm at my peak because I know the counterbalance where I'm to emerge is going to be phenomenal. That first gasp of divine prana, that divine air is something else, man. And you get you get hooked on it. But yeah, anyway, I dropped out of uni. I was like, cool, let's let's shake the ground. Let's keep shaking the ground a little bit more. And I decided in the January of 2018, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not going to talk to anyone. (laughs) That is it. I didn't know for how long, but I knew for the foreseeable, I have to go off, off the grid, if you will, off my grid anyway. I think I spoke to two people a few times in the first couple of months, and then I was basically gone. And I I went away for four months, guys. And when I say went away, I just mean in, in, in a kind of public space. I stayed in my house. I think I went for a walk. I, I can count it on my hands how many times in four months. I didn't leave my house. For the first two months, I didn't leave my room unless I had to pee. Or I was so bone starving that I would have to go and eat and I would just get a snack and I'd come to bed now the reason why I did this I didn't do this uh consciously don't worry I wasn't monking myself out I wasn't like hibernating or like astral traveling (laughs) I was experiencing the biggest crash of my reality and it, it was self-inflicted, obviously. I chose to go into isolation. I chose to hermit. But I had no idea what was going to erupt from that space. And my whole world came crashing down. And um, I was so riddled with anxiety and stress and paranoia and frustration and anger. When I tell you total anguish... I was suffering for those four months. But in that sufferation was truly my first rebirth. My God, guys. You know, there was days when um I couldn't leave my bed. But it wasn't that kind of, you know, when you're depressed and you can't leave your bed because you don't have energy and you don't do things. No. Imagine waking up. And absolutely every aspect of being alive is scary. So going to sleep is scary. Being in my room is scary. <laughs> like being awake is scary. Feeling my organs like processing and digesting the stew wind in my stomach because I never had any food in my system. Petrifying. It was like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of those sensory deprivation rooms where it's so silent you can hear your blood coursing through your body and you can hear your muscles moving. It was like that every day. Uh, agonizing. I didn't watch anything. I didn't look at anything. It was it was crazy. And what I, I as a tactic, started doing was um, taking my days 10 minutes at a time. I couldn't do any... I couldn't think any further than 10 minutes. And... um. 
yeah, I took um my days, 10 minutes at a time. I couldn't think any further than 10 minutes because it was too stressful, uh, which is truly the case when you're living in any tense other than the present, you know, when you're living in the past and you're living in the future and you're not actually here, you're missing everything that's going on and then you're wondering, fuck, why is this thing not happened? Or and then you look in your past and you're like, shit, I shouldn't have done that, but it's because you're not in control in the present. Um, so I that was my first, you know, introduction I guess to being grounded without knowing that that's what it is that I was doing so I would I would sit for 10 minutes and I would say hey are you okay and it was like yeah I'm okay I'm not dead I'm not dying I'm okay bare minimum and I'd be like okay and I'd sit for another 10 minutes when it came to dire situations like needing to go to the toilet because um I would have a panic attack every time I left my room. <laughs> I would say to myself, okay, listen, my body needs this. I need to go and do this because I do not want to wet myself. And I, I'm not even trying to sound funny. This is a genuine thing I'd, I'd have to speak to myself about. I was like, I do not want to wet myself. And I do not want to be in pain. And I do not want to make myself ill. I need to go to the toilet. And then I'd be like, okay, in this 10 minute period, once I'd manage it, I'd go and I would take my time to go to the bathroom. I'd pee or I'd poop. And as soon as I was done, I'd return back to my room doing the same thing. And I did that for days on end until I learned to breathe a bit easier, until my shoulders, you know, dropped, until my jaw, uh, the clench was looser until my eyes stopped dotting about and I could really just sit, you know, I, I started to get comfortable and this genuinely took a couple of months to do. Then I moved to the living room. Um, just to start expanding my area, it's kind of like getting an animal used to their, their new environment, their new enclosure. Like I had just come out of quarantine and I was like now venturing into my pen. So I'd go and sit in the living room and I, I in dead silence in dead silence and um i would take it 10 minutes at a time now i remember really really uh it's so it's etched into my mind one day i needed to eat and as i said i'd struggled with an eating disorder for a very long time and i couldn't the thought of food repulsed me any sort of crumb passing my stomach. I, I got to a point where my stomach pains were almost arousing. Like I absolutely loved feeling my stomach cramp and, and, and the acid churning in my stomach. And I know I'm probably painting a very visceral experience for you. But this is my world and I'm being very vulnerable and being very open with you because these are real life experiences. You know, this is what your friends could be experiencing. This is what your mother may have grown up with. This is what your dad could be dealing with. Like, I'm just being me and I have to lay it out on the table because I think in some way it will be helpful, even if it's just to one one person or just one, it just brings light and sheds light to one experience I have to bear myself. So do pardon me if this is not your type of thing, but this is my life at the end of the day. And um, I'm trying my best to live in my purpose by being fully transparent. But yeah, I remember one day I was very, very hungry, starving. And I I got a flash of thought of it wasn't even of me eating the food it was of me getting a plate and that sent me into a spiral for like a good hour like hour and a half and i remember i got up eventually to get to the kitchen and i just got on the floor and i just sat there i couldn't even go to the kitchen because that room was like traumatizing for me then I thought, fuck it, fuck it, I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to eat, I'll be fine. And then 
I sat back on the sofa and I was like, shit, I need to pee. And it was like these back-to-back scary experiences. And I was very early to just moving to the living room. So this was a lot. This was very overwhelming for me. And I was like, shit, now I need to pee. My whole 10 minutes uh, increments had gone wide out of my head because I was in full-blown panic mode now. And I remember looking towards my hallway to go to the toilet and I crawled. I had to crawl because I was in so much uh, pain and dizzy. And I just fell in the hallway and I just sobbed. I absolutely sobbed. Now, this last probably 10 minutes sounds very, very miserable. But the reason why I'm, I'm telling you guys this is because going through the, these four months like that and eventually... When I came out of the other side of those four months, I swear it was like I had a new set of wheels, man. A new set of wheels. It is like a, they call they call um an experience like this the darkness of the soul. Um or the night of the soul. Very, very intense period. But when you come out of it, you are literally brand new. Like a baby. I was born from the womb of Mama Gaia again. And <laughs> I I had never felt any of those things. It was like seeing in color for the first time, genuinely. But the reason why I'm, I'm explaining this story and I'm painting this picture so specifically was because in all of the years of my life, I had never given myself the space, nor did I ever care enough to even take the time to say, Jordan, am I okay? Are you okay right now? Hey, do you need another 10 minutes? Okay, let's take these 10 minutes. Oh, Jordan, I know you need to eat, but I see that this is too hard for you, so you can just sit. Just sit. Feel all of your feelings and bring them up. And it wasn't as clear and coherent as that. My inner narrative definitely was not as soothing and as calm as how I've just explained it. But that was basically what I was doing for myself. I had my first introduction to self-care. And and in doing that was my first true introduction to feeling something alternative. You know, feeling the other side. Feeling the, the more to the spectrum. The more you know, that I was seeking. And when you experience the more, it is not a, a capped uh, experience. You, there is, it's endless, it is abundant, as everything in this life is. So when I came out of those four months, I, and I, I truly felt brand new, I was like, wow, I felt all right. And all right for me was phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like I needed to feel ecstatic and reborn and liberated. I felt all right for the first time, you know? It was amazing, guys. It was amazing. Could not have asked for anything better in that moment. And um, I felt good. I felt good. I got to see that life could feel like something else and that I could feel like something else and I could be more, more than the darkness, more than my shadow, you know, more than my what my ego had fed me for years through protective mechanisms, of course, but just because it comes from a good place doesn't mean it's healthy nor constructive. But I had felt more... Because, you know, the ego's safe space is to stay the same. It doesn't like change. It doesn't like things that are new. Even if it is putting you through harm, if you're used to harm, then it's like, well, we don't know any difference. So why not just stay here? But my ego was rattled, <laughs> shooketh to the core to experience more in my life. And it, it was truly amazing. And um, that began the Jordan that y'all see today. Uh, if anybody had me on Instagram in uh, early 2018, y'all, and if y'all remember, I was ecstatic. When I tell you, I was genuinely manic. Manic with love. Manic with joy and positivity. I was so happy. Fucking cloud 11. Fuck cloud 9. Okay, let's not fuck cloud 9. I love cloud 9. But I was definitely on a good cloud 23. 
<laughs> really happy living my life. I was dating. I was talking to people. I was going out. I was clubbing. That was like the last good year of my clubbing, man. Oh God. Even in my deep rest, y'all, I used to club hella, like every week, every Thursday without a fail, even in winter. Didn't give a fuck, didn't care. But this 2018 was like the best. I was so happy. Um, and I started to feel the more life was feeling good. As I said, genuinely, the colors changed. Everything was brighter. I was reconnecting with my friends that I hadn't heard, not heard from. They, they wanted to talk to me. I didn't want to talk to them. That I hadn't spoken to in four months. Um, I had fucking left uni, man. I was good. And any stress or quabble in my life was, eh, whatever. I'm good. You know? It's funny as well because beginning of 2018, I had like a mini heartbreak. And I was really devastated, really devastated by it because uh, I really cared about this person. But I knew this person wasn't right for me, nor was I right for them. But it didn't stop me from like doing what I wanted to do. And it was it was genuinely so cool. But I don't know if I've spoken about it already in the other podcasts, but fast forward with hindsight I look back to 2018 and it was a very traumatic year <laughs> it was really difficult those experience a lot of those experiences that I had were wild to say the least and a few of my my close compadres will contest to my wild antics of 2018 and I am healing them now. <laughs> but at the time, it felt great. And it was amazing. And that was what was key. You know, you learn the lessons and you experience the things you're meant to experience at the time. So you can grow and move forward. But um, yeah, that was my first taste. And if I'm going to try and condense that experience into a tool or some sort of guidance, it was take the time to be with you. Take the time to listen to what you need and what you want. But I mean every single need of yours. Every single one of yours. Even if to others or initially to yourself, it's like, that's crazy. Fuck that. Take off the boundaries. Take off the walls and the perimeters and be all there. Show up for yourself. I know not everybody has the privilege nor time or space to do it in the way that I have. And I'm very, very grateful for my life. I'm telling you, I'm very, very grateful for my life, for my parents, for living at home and, and having the acceptance to be like, you know what I need to do me like really, really, really do me and having the friends and, you know, my friends are my family to have the family to be there and hold me down through this time was phenomenal and I know not everybody has that but in any and every single way that you can you need to put the pencils down put the phone down put the books away close the door and be with you because I spoke about it in my earlier podcast a lot of us who deal with um destructive negative and depressive thoughts, patterns, behaviors, and beliefs, um, a lot of us who experience those things and exhibit those things got them through, you know, lack of self-worth and, and not feeling deserving and worthy of the alternative, of love, of appreciation, of being seen, of acknowledgement, of having desires and having desires met. You know, it stems from that childhood being given the love that they want to give you, but not the love that you actually need. Giving you the attention that they want to give you, but not the one that you actually need. And thus feeling unworthy of having your needs met and being self-destructive and focusing externally on the needs of others and never yourself. You know, any of your needs and your wants were selfish and wrong and not something even worth our time. But um, I'm just going to open my window, guys. <laughs> it is absolutely worth every minute of your time, every second of your time. 
And I urge you, if you want to discover what it is that you truly need or get in the practice of trying to understand what it is that you need, what it is that you want, where do I want to go in life? What inspires me? What moves me? What makes my my belly tingle and twangle? What gives me butterflies? What truly makes me giggle? You know? Even like, what foods do I actually like and make me feel good to eat? What experiences... mean the most to me the only way you can answer those questions is to be with yourself that is the only way who else can answer these questions for you other than you no guys guys nobody can answer these questions like it's not even like a oh yeah but my mom knows me well or my friends know me well nobody knows you like you know yourself even when you don't know a jot about yourself you have all the answers within you and can find out those things. Um, and it's about taking the time to do it. And there is a, a struggle and a power battle between you and your ego of, are you worthy of doing that? Is it selfish to do that? Am I being selfish taking time out for me? Am I being selfish by becoming unavailable and saying, actually, you know what? I don't want to have this conversation today. Or do you mind if I go home? Or it's not even a do you mind. I'm going home or I don't want to talk today. It's not selfish. It isn't selfish. It is selfless for yourself, you know? And the only way you can be truly present, loving, helpful, and and a light in other people's life is as if you is is only if you can give that to yourself and you can experience and pull that out of yourself um like you cannot listen well to others if you do not know how to listen to yourself you cannot love well if you do not know how to love yourself what you think is loving that other person is not what you could give them if you knew what love was in yourself and if you knew that that is what you are you know? And the only way to really know that fact and understand what is Bible in your life is to spend that time with yourself. Look into your records, read your scriptures of your soul, go dive deep into your mind, and that can be petrifying. Yes, yes, yes. We're not denying that the journey isn't difficult. I've said it. I'm not denying that the, the journey isn't hard but it is fucking beautiful it really is like the places it takes you the knowledge and understanding the love and care you have for yourself i kiss myself i kiss my shoulders i kiss my hands i kiss my knees i would never have done that (laughs) two and a half years ago never Never, never, never. I didn't even look in a mirror for years unless I was criticizing myself or harming myself and I wanted to see it. I wanted it painted in my memory. That was the only time I would look in a mirror. Can you imagine? And now I rub my stomach. I hold myself. I kiss my my hands so I can rub it on my face. If that is not enough of a transformation that is worth it, then I don't know what is. That, um... That is the first step to discovering anything in your life. You want to know what your passions are. You want to know what motivates you. You want to know what will get you out of bed in the morning. You want to know what will make you smile during the day. You want to feel more, more and infinitely better, abundantly better. Find out how you feel. (laughs) A lot of us don't even engage with how we feel that's what deep rest is when you get deep into it you're basically just numb you're not feeling anything anymore it is just a line you're not feeling anything but i encourage you to break the threshold break the seal and feel it all because then that's how you can weed out what you want to feel and what you don't want to feel and then you can weed out actually this is whack i don't like this and and it's down to even the minor observations. Like you could be thinking about something or feeling about something. And I, I just challenge you. Take a deep breath. One. Just one deep breath. Slow. In. When you're in the middle of a spiral. And immediately dive deep into your body. And what I mean by that is. 
Feel where you are in that moment. Can you feel are your shoulders tense? Is your jaw clenched? Are you balling up a fist? Are your toes curled? Are you bouncing your leg? See all of those things. And when you start noticing them and observing them, not judging, do not judge or chastise yourself because that in itself is a shadow and egoistic thing to do. That just feeds the darkness and we don't want to do that. We're just here for observation. Because remember, the the subconscious mind is a habitual mind. It doesn't know any different. The ego doesn't know any different. It just barks what it knows, right? And what we're doing is we're training the brain. We are short-circuiting the old synapses and we're building new pathways. So in taking that time to observe yourself in a moment where you are not yourself and be like, okay, let me stop shaking my leg. Let me relax my shoulders. And you do that as much as you can. You're not going to get it every time and you're not going to see it every time. It takes a long time, you know, to get there. But you will. You will. Absolutely. The more you start doing that, the brain starts to pick up on it. And it's like, okay, maybe I am all right and I am safe to be here. That's not going to stop the thoughts and it's not going to stop your emotional body from wanting to react. But at least if you start pinpointing and observing your physical body and moving further and further in from your physical body to your emotional body to your mental and then tapping into your soul, pulling from what's in your soul out. That is when you, you know, you've hit it. You've, you've hit the gold. You've struck gold, you know. But it takes, you know, miners, it takes a long time. Got to go through a lot of asphalt and shit. I don't know, other minerals. <laughs> and then you get to, I don't know, marble maybe. And then maybe some emeralds and shit. And they cool, they cool. But um, there's always abundantly more. Then you get to gold, you know, you strike gold. And gold is actually the color of enlightenment. Gold is the color of higher consciousness. Gold is the color to depict the highest level of inner alchemy. And you will truly strike gold the digger you the digger you deep. Yeah, the digger you deep. I'm keeping it in. The digger you deep. <laughs> you will you'll hit that 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 beautiful base, your divinity. And from there we'll be able to it's like um striking oil and it pouring outward into your being into all of your energetic bodies you'll get there but it only you know it, it has to go through you taking your time to be with you and weeding out how do i feel without judgment that is so key without judgment um and observing it and changing those things and creating the new habits now that is i hope that is clear I hope that is like maybe helpful and some sort of guidance. I know I understand it in myself, but I hope anybody who listens does too. Now, uh, fast forward to now. As I said, I still, well, I do now, like in this present moment, but in the even in the recent months of 2020, I very much so still did not have a grasp of what made me happy now, you know? Because I think when one is going and trying to recover from deep rest, when one is, is trying to recover from anxiety, um, especially when it is um, long-standing, you know the, um, what's it called? neuronormative people say just be happy and you're like fuck off if I could really just be happy I fucking would you asshole why are you saying that to me I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong you know we think the alternative to deep rest is to be happy it isn't it isn't I learned that lesson the the alternative or the other to deep rest is to feel neutral is to be an observer to not feel numb because we're not excluding what we're feeling. We're actually being extremely inclusive and allowing all to just be, giving everything space. Because, you know, that is where a lot of, of our issues come from, our mental issues and, and um, 
our emotional issues is coming from some sort of restriction, some sort of boundary and bondage, you know, whether that is not feeling comfortable to express ourselves, whether that, you know, whether that is being silenced through our life and then thus silencing ourselves, it always comes from a bondage. When you start to learn to give yourself space, um, and it's literally millimeter by millimeter, but giving yourself space, um, you find the beauty in neutrality. I love it. I fucking love it. It's such a great space to be in. Because when you're in a a, a, a a neutral space, any negative that could be around or fostered is not being bred any further than what it is. But it also means that there is fertile space to create positive. You know, that is the beauty of being neutral. is that you're neither one nor the other. So I'm neither feeling ecstatic, nor am I feeling dog shit crap either. And it's a beautiful foundation. It's a foundation, guys. That's what it is. And it's only, I think, when you start to get a grasp of being an observer and being neutral, do not barking at yourself, not chastising yourself, not harming yourself, not being destructive towards yourself learning and prioritizing creating space rather than changing yourself you know rather than changing your your negative habits rather than changing your negative thoughts rather than reconstructing yourself and trying to become a brand new person because you don't need to become a brand new person you are perfect and enough you are everything you have ever needed to be and everything you will ever need to be you are a divine being and vessel for light and love you know you are all and everything all at once. You will never need to change yourself. You know, you are enough. You are truly enough. We can shift things within ourselves. We can release and let things go that do not serve us anymore. We can cut and sever cords and ties to things that are out of alignment and cause blockages within ourselves and and create space to allow new to come in create space to cultivate what we already have within us you know that is what we are really aiming to do as people is create space and when you're in a neutral space which is the first grounding to learning and and discovering what it is that feels good and living your best life rather than just living because living is great it's better than existing but we can always have more. That's the key, guys. Life is abundance. We can always have more. That's what I was pursuing at the end of 2017. I said, I want more. 2018 felt good, but I was like, I want more. There's more learning I can do. There's more releasing I can do. There's more healing I can do. There's more um, letting go and expanding I can do because this in itself is not enough. And it's so beautiful to be in a place where you can be like, actually, this is not enough because I actually want more and then learning that I am actually also deserving and worthy of that more but um yeah being in a neutral space is the key and then when you you grasp that you can start cultivating and planting seeds for the joy now if you've spent the time with yourself you will very easily be able to identify at least a good few 10 key things that you do not like and you do not want to experience and doesn't make you happy and doesn't fulfill you. And then when you can observe and and start releasing those patterns, you're like, okay, well, let's say I don't like being on the, I don't know, let me, let me think of something. (laughs) I don't like being out for like six hours with friends. It's very draining. I don't like being in social gatherings for too long. You can start being like, hey, I would like to meet up with a friend, but we'll only go out for lunch. And when lunch is over, then I'll go home. And it's like, ah, that feels good. Wow, I'm still energized. It's these things, guys. That's the planting of the seeds. And then it's the like, okay, I want to eat food that's yummy. I want to eat food that's good, but I also want to eat better and I, I don't want to eat uh let's say chicken and chips in the kfc's in the mcdonald's but i still want to experience the joy and comfort that foods brings me but eating healthier can make me feel a bit so what do we do we say hey i can have one day a week 
where I eat whatever the hell I want. And if you're a menstruating person, let's say I, I have this rule. When I'm on my period, I will eat anything in sight. Absolutely anything. It's my free time to do that. Why the fuck not? I'm bleeding. Like, <laughs> I'm allowed <laughs> to eat all the crap that my body knows damn well it shouldn't be processing. But, you know, you have to give yourself space. But in the other days, I'm going to eat food that I know is better for me. Because even if, you know, my, my, my mental mind is trying to catch up with this is good for me, I like this. I know I'm doing something good for me and my body will be happy. And when your body's happy, it really does translate to your mind. This is something I learned coming out of an eating disorder. Is um, There's a saying, or I don't know what it actually is, I'm, I can't say it verbatim, but... <laughs> Like when your stomach, when your stomach is full, the keto man's heart is your stomach and things like that. Like when your tummy is full, you're happy because actually 90% and this is proven 90% of your serotonin receptors is in your stomach. 90%. Now, even if that's fucking fake news and I've read that everywhere, but it's fake news. I don't give a fuck. It is true. It is true. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing to know. And why not feed your belly and your body good things so that your your serotonin levels are not just going up, but then your body's feeling better, which makes you feel good and proud in yourself. Which just it just continues the cycle. It's amazing. You know, and it's in doing those things like, oh, I feel really good that I didn't guilt myself over a pleasure of mine, but that I'm also choosing to do something that's beneficial for me. And you're planting those seeds. And this is this is a lesson that basically made 2018 uh, turbulent, was that I would get really, really good. I would feel so great. I'd feel happy. I'm joyful. I'd be doing my self-care. And then when I'd hit that peak of joy, I'd stop my self-care. I'd absolutely stop. I would just be riding off of the high of those happy fumes until it was like, oh, okay, I don't feel good again. <laughs> what is this it's like a shooting up literally all the time because i didn't realize self-care is a forever thing and um i used to see it as something that can be quite draining because i have to do it all the time but that's also because i i wasn't used to doing anything for myself at all that was for my benefit so anything you know remotely positive towards myself was long <laughs> but um it is in doing your self-care on a regular basis. And that is every day, every moment of every day, never slipping, not once, um, never not looking out for yourself, never not showing up for yourself, never not being in alignment with your star player. Um, it, is in, it is in doing that that you, you train your mind and you start feeling that life does feel good. And in doing that, as I said, you know what I'm going to say? You feel good. You put out good vibes and energies. You attract more good and high vibrational things into your life. You're grateful in your gratitude. You attract more. And boom, bam. Boom, bidi, boom, bidi, bam. You know? It's the recipe, Kendrick Lamar. Boop. <laughs> it's the recipe, truly. And it's it, it takes learning and it takes time and it takes a process. But it is... It is life. It is the only way to truly live. And you know what's so fun about it? Is that it can change every day. How my self-care looks today will look different tomorrow. The thing I want to do now, like let's say, like me talking right now feels really, really good. But I know that when I'm done, I want to watch the Mo the Comedian's um, Property Ladder reviews on YouTube. And then after that, I would like to go to bed. All of these different things I would like to do, they're not connected to each other, but they all make me feel good. And I'm planting a seed in my mind and I'm watering it each time. That Yeah, let's keep pursuing the things that feel good. And then I do. And then more happens. And I attract more externally to me. Then I feel great. Um, You know, the rest is history. Um, Yeah, I, I and I... I hope, as I said, that this is coming off as more of guidance and not just kind of uh, humble ramblings. But it is so important to to choose yourself and to 
discover what it is that makes you happy through going through those processes, at least learning how to be neutral, at least learning how to not judge yourself or this is the thing coming into total acceptance. I'm still learning how to do that, but I, I learned how to at least be neutral where I didn't care about one or the other and um from there i've i've been able to build up and now i'm working on true um um unconditional acceptance of myself but at least coming to a place of neutrality no judgment creating space not changing the space not changing who you are creating space for things to be moved around and for other things to be grown and cultivated and then being able to look at your experiences by spending continuous time with yourself okay I don't like this this doesn't make me feel good okay so what is the opposite of that in that same experience oh I could do this instead or I could speak to them this way or I could limit this time or whenever I want to um I don't know if I spoke about it I do I haven't listened back to my my other episodes but I think I spoke about how I used to it's a little habit of mine when I'm anxious I pinch myself or I dig my nails into myself now I when I'm doing that or when I catch myself about to do it I just rub that place or I kiss myself in that place and it just snaps me out and I'm like okay and it doesn't mean I have to continue doing that thing um you know I don't have to continue rubbing my arm for 10 minutes or like giving myself a thousand kisses although it's worth it if that's what I want (laughs) but it just means snapping myself out and basically short-circuiting that that synapse and and start building the new pathway that is really such a, a a grand thing to learn and I think is really important on this journey of life um I also wanted to talk about something really specific that I came into earlier this year, which was, I'm not sure if anybody has heard about him, but his name is Deepak Chopra. He is a spiritual life guidance vessel, if you will. He's a, uh, I don't want to say a coach. I don't want to say a coach, but um, his purpose here is to spread awareness of the journey and enlightenment and one's journey back to self and he has written many phenomenal books and put out loads of different projects and programs for people to do and I started this program with a cousin of mine and it was his 21 day meditation to abundance sorry I'm gonna burp oh pardon I'm not actually sorry because I'm a human being but you know I just didn't want your ears to be shell-shocked <laughs> yeah I did his 21 days to abundance meditation and if I can recommend any beginner meditation to anyone it is this program because I know a lot of people say I can't focus for long I can't silence my thoughts which is actually not what we're meant to be doing in meditation at all we're meant to just be observing our thoughts to the point where we don't engage with them but anyway side note um you know many people resist meditation and they think it's not for them but this uh challenge or program the meditation part is actually only five minutes and it's guided you have an audio clip and it's guided and he's actually talking about um, the themes, the phrase that he poses each day, and and he relates the task in which you do after the meditation each day. It is amazing. Um, can I say it has led to tangible abundance that I can speak out to you guys right now? I'm not sure. I'd have to take time to digest that. But that's not because I haven't received abundance. I have. It just may not be empirical. You know, I have received a lot of nourishment within myself and within my mind and my soul. And that is priceless. But yeah, it is a it was a really great program. And the last task in particular, the second to last task, rather, was what was what actually sparked me to record this podcast today. And I will get it because I have my journal with me. So as I said, you write in your journal every day, you write the key phrase of the day, then you do your meditation, 
and then you do your task and they range from five minutes to like a couple of hours and uh sorry i'm also flicking through my book right now yeah so the second to last task on day 20 the phrase was today i treat myself to moments of luxury and the question was what are all the things that i can think of that make me feel pampered luxurious and loved what i really loved about this task is that it, it allowed me the freedom uh, to think and express myself without bounds and I, I got to look at every part of my life um, the moments that are quite often missed and glazed over and give them one the accolades that they deserve but two actually create a list that if I ever needed to run back to whenever I was not just having a shit day but literally on a normal day you don't have to be having a shit day to have a better day you know, to make yourself feel good, just because you feel all right, you can always have more. It it made me create a list and um, a reference for me to come back to, a starter base for me to come back to that. Even if I can't think of something more specific or a solution in the moment, I can look at these. And I'll read a few out to you. So my first one was feeling warm in a house. Doesn't have to be my house. Doesn't have to be my home. I love to feel warm in a house. These are experiences that make me feel pampered, luxurious and loved. They make me feel good, you know, and feeling good um, more and more and more leads to happiness. It's not about feeling and jumping to happiness from one end of the spectrum to the other. It's about feeling good, building from all right to good to great to fantastic to I'm happy I'm fulfilled, I'm contented. Um, other things is having soft washed and creamed skin. Wearing dresses at any time. Sleeping in new and clean bed sheets. Soft yellow lighting, especially in the evening and nighttime. Setting out to watch a favorite movie of mine. Being kissed, especially all over my face. And mango sorbet. Cuddling with, but not exclusively, with my beautiful soulmate. And listening to really good music, like a tiny desk. Or Phil Stroud Flow, which at the time of me writing this was my bop. Um, the freedom to enjoy my day however I want to. You know? There was, there were so many beautiful things on here. Eating yummy food that I know that I like. Hot chocolates in bed. Having moisturized hair. Being wrapped up in a soft blanket for comfort. Not because I'm cold, just for comfort. These are just a few of the things on my list that made me feel really, really good. And um, it's funny because this podcast did not start with a note, but we have ended in a note. I will just read what I wrote at the end um, of this task. And it was, I will strive to include more luxury and pampering into every day because I am gold and worthy of receiving these things, be it from God, my divine family, loved ones, or from myself. To even have the time today and space to consider what makes me feel pampered and loved is a luxury and I am grateful and enjoying my day because of it. And guys, I hope that that has been, you know, a something for someone. It has certainly been a something for me and has warmed my heart to even relive and re-encapsulate this beautiful experience that these last two years have been with myself and my journey inward. And... Yeah, I hope this was a, a great expansion to what I said I wanted to talk about, which was how to discover what makes you happy. Because through your happiness, as I said, leads to your abundant, true, best life. You know, life is supposed to feel good and we are worthy and deserving of that. And we are absolutely enough just as we are. And our only mission and purpose is to create space to feel and be more. 
and that first and foremost to ourselves be more to ourselves and then onto others because only if we love care and are there for ourselves can we be any of those things for others in a way that they truly deserve and are worthy of and um yeah i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day i am sending you love i'm sending you beautiful energy I am sending you a beautiful smile. I don't know if you can hear that I'm smiling. I think sometimes you can hear when someone's teeth is out and all this air is moving through them gaps. But I am smiling right now. And yeah, I feel good. My life feels very good. And I'm I'm hoping that spreads through your eardrums into your beautiful body and out into your life. Your inner matrix paints your outer matrix. You know, your inner world is the projector for your outer world so spend time beautifying cultivating nurturing and loving your inner world being there with you for you and because of you because only when you do that will your external world shape and shift into that light and space you know it is the only way we can sit and we can resist it for a long time for the rest of our lives if we truly wanted to you know it may not be our lifetime to grow maybe your next lifetime that's okay maybe it isn't but the sooner you accept that you are in control of your life you steer every experience that you have even the unpredictable quote-unquote ones and random shit you know this is the life that we were always written to have maktab All is written and our only purpose is to live the best of it, to do our best in being our best. Do less and be more. Have an amazing day or night or evening or if you're outside of this 3D world traveling through the astral planes, have an amazing moment, have an amazing now. I love you. And this has been In My World.